Thank you for tuning in to the Rhema Church Podcast. You don't want to miss this compelling teaching by Pastor Gabriel Allen Powell. What is Rhema? It's the spoken word of God. We hope you enjoy this message. God's will and plan for your life, not first to be successful, powerful, prosperous. It's his first priority for you to be planted. Now, what we're going to do, if you're a member of this church, we're doing a series for the next couple of months. You know, I typically do a month series, but I'm doing a series for a couple of months. But it's going to be interesting The whole series is going to be called DNA, but we're going to be talking about different things. DNA, everybody knows what DNA is. It's your identity. It is, you you have, everyone has a DNA. Everyone comes out of something. Typically, you come out of uh, mothers and fathers, and you typically have their, uh, you, you, you do things like them. It's almost, this, this is my, I'm, I have my father's DNA. I have my own identity, but I have my father's DNA, my mother's DNA, which, which watch this, which identifies me. We all have our own fingerprint. We all have our own facial features where things and people can identify us. The reason I'm doing this DNA series, and I'll, and I'll explain a little in depth later on, um, possibly Tuesday, is because we need to know who Rama is. We need to know who our church is. I have not ever done this before, but now that we're in this particular place, we need to be able to identify our church. If you are a covenant member, you need to know what your church is, the DNA, the makeup, the identity of your church. Watch this. A lot of us, we understand genetics, but we don't know identity. A lot of us in this room, we understand our genetic history. We know what tribe we come from. We know who cousin we is and what our mama, where, where we're from. And we, we know some characteristics about ourselves and where we get them from. But identity is different. Identity is different. A lot of us think we come from mothers and fathers. Watch this. When you come into the kingdom of God, you come from God. You come out of the loins of God. You no longer come out of my mom and my dad. That's a natural principle. But when you come into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and you give your life to the Lord, everything that you came from naturally is canceled. Meaning this. What I mean is this. I'm not talking about your nose is canceled. I'm talking about the generational curses that were passed down to you. It's canceled. So what that looks like in the natural is this. Though I come, watch this, though my mom and my dad were dope boys, and though my mom and my dad, they were prostitutes, though they abandoned me, though I, was a, though I came from a drug house, though I came from gang affiliation, though I came from a, 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 a lesbian family, though I came from a homosexual family, once you come into the, watch this, I come from an impoverished family. Whatever culture I come out of, once you come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, all of that is, watch this, canceled. You now take on a new identity. Did y'all hear what I said? And see, watch this. Because we don't know who God is, we don't know that we come out of Christ, we still, we still, we still identify with our natural roots versus now, watch this, God has re-identified me. Now I am no longer my past, where I grew up, how I grew up. I have now I've come into the fold in the family of Jesus Christ, which change, changes my future. Does that make sense? Watch this. Let's go a little deeper here. Every church has an identity. 
Just like every person has an identity, every church has an identity. Every church has an assignment. And it is imperative that you know what you're connecting to. You need to know, you need to know the vision of the house. You need to know the identity of your particular church that you're connected to. Just like we talked about earlier, commitment, being committed, being present. Those are all uh, attributed to the characteristics of churches, the covenant place that you're connected to. Now, we're going to talk about in this series the important the importance of church. You'll be surprised that in this culture, at least 65% of these people in this room, you believe that you can be an effective Christian without church. About 65% of the people in this room, you believe that you can be an effective Christian without being connected to a church. About 75% of the people in this room, watch this, hear me carefully. You think you can have an effective life without being submitted and accountable to something. About 75% of the people, watch this, about 100% of the men, watch this, hear me carefully, it's in our nature. 100% of the men, hear me carefully, hear the spirit of what I'm saying, we believe that we do not need to be connected to another man to be successful. About 100% of the women, watch this, before you dated or before you got married, you never asked this question, who are you connected to? Most of us do not... Connect our success in life to who we are connected to. Now, watch this. Before I say connected, I want you to understand this. When I say connected, this, this is the word. And even I was, I was talking to Bishop, and we, uh, we disagreed in a particular area here. And I didn't disagree like debate. I just said, oh, I'm going to do something a little different as it relates to this, as it relates to how I approach my culture. We had a debate about a word. We had a debate about submitting and accountability. Okay, let me talk about let me talk about that for a moment. We had a debate about, and when I say debate, he did most of the talking. <laughs> Watch this. Bishop said, I'm thinking about going another direction with the word submission because people people run from that. He said, I'm thinking about going to the word accountability. Okay? Watch this. And I said, Yeah, 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 that's good. But then I thought about it. I said, I'm not gonna change. I'm not going to change. The reason I'm not going to change that is because we are submitted to everything else but church. Yeah, we don't like the word submission because, first of all, we don't understand the proper terminology of it. We think submission, hear me carefully, we think submission is some type of form of manipulation, domination, and control. This is why in the DNA series, don't want to miss it, in the DNA series, I'm going to talk about witchcraft. I'm going to talk about witchcraft. I'm going to talk about witchcraft. Now, about, about 90% of you all thought devil when I, when I said witchcraft. Again, we have to change our doctrine. This is why it's important to understand what church you're connected to. Churches, hear me carefully. Doctrine affects decisions. If you don't understand why you're doing something, if you don't understand the meaning of it, then you will be taught a lot. Listen, I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't, this is the, here's the other thing. Listen, it, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm dealing with a spirit here as we're growing. We're a church three and a half years, and if we're going to prosper, I have to deal with spirits. I have to deal with personalities. I have to deal with certain doctrines. Here's one of the things you're going to notice. You're going to see me not care about your age. Did you hear what I just said? You're going to see me not care. Let me tell you why. I, I was talking to Pastor Don last week, and I was sharing with her a few things. And she said, well, the first order of business is this. In the kingdom, there is no age. It's just authority. 
No, 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 I'm very serious. Watch this. In the kingdom, there is no age. There's authority. Why am I dealing with that? Because a lot of times we come from different places. We come from different places. We come from resume places. We come from all of these places. And watch this. If we're not careful, we'll use age as a, uh, as a tool to control. Watch this. You're going to see me deal with some things to tear down some mentalities so we can rearrange doctrine. Now, watch this. Let's go back to our, our, the, the beginning of our segment here. I want you to understand this, that it is God's will for, first of all, you to be planted. Why are we talking about planting? Because we don't like to be rooted and grounded in things. Now, watch this. Hear me carefully. Hear me carefully. I'm talking to a culture that church hops. I'm talking to a culture that when they are offended, they retreat and retract. I'm talking to a culture that says my season is up here. Hear me carefully. God does not take, he does not uproot you because of offense. I'm, I'm going somewhere here. Why don't you hear me carefully? Watch this. It is God's will that you be rooted and grounded in something. Planting, hear me carefully, planting is the personality of God. I am the vine. You are the branch. He's the vine. We are the branch. Hear me carefully. That is an example of being planted somewhere. Watch this. Watch this. Like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Then the scripture goes on to say this. Hear me carefully. Watch this. I will remove... Any branch that does not bear fruit. Let's exegete for a moment. Hear me carefully. You have to, you have to attribute your prosperity to what you're planted to. You have to attribute, well, hear me carefully, the prosperity of your relationships, your money. Do you understand poverty is connected to who you're connected to? Watch this. When you're planted in the right thing, God comes. Watch this. He removes. Hear me carefully. Listen to it. Listen to the text here. Listen to the text. It is. Hear me carefully. Planting. Planting. I'm going to remove every branch that does not bear fruit. And I'm going to prune every branch that does bear fruit so that it can bear more fruit. And a lot of us are branches that's disconnected. And the, the scripture went on to say, and every branch that is not connected, I will put it in the fire so that it will burn. So our prosperity, the, watch this, the functionality of our lives, it is connected to what we're connected to. If you're going to be an effective Christian, you need to dismantle your doctrine that you don't need church. Watch this. Can you be a Christian without a church? Yes, you can. We're going to address this. Can you be a Christian without a church? Yes, you can. Hear me carefully. You cannot be an effective Christian. If you don't have a church, you cannot be an effective Christian. Now, watch this. Now you're talking about, because we're dealing with a culture that does not believe in the relevance of church. Just because the culture does not deem it relevant does not mean that's the heart of God. Okay? Let's do this for a moment to help you understand this. Scripture refers to to Christ as the bridegroom. And he refers to the church as the what? The bride. Can you be married single? Single. 
Can you be married single? Can you be married by yourself? You cannot have an effective marriage if you're not married to someone. That's kind of obvious. Well, watch this. Watch this. This is the condition of the church. We don't feel like we, watch this. The culture does not feel like they need the church. Hear me carefully. If Christ is the bridegroom, he needs a mate. Hear me carefully. This is not optional. This, watch this. Do you understand, Nick? Hear me carefully. Hear me carefully on this. Do you understand this wave of not needing church? This is not new. If you sit down and talk to pastors and preachers that have been, been pastoring over 25 years, they'll tell you that there was a time where people left the church. What am I saying? Hear me carefully. That just because you feel like you don't need the church does not mean God is not going to get his church. We are the bride to the bridegroom. We are the church whether you like it or not. Whether you say, oh, that's why I don't go to church. Hear me. God doesn't care about that. The truth of the matter is we are the church. The church is relevant. God needs the church. It is a partnership between Christ and us. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm the church. Watch this. I'm the church. Hear me carefully. But let's not, let's, let's not, let's not manipulate the doctrine. I'm the church. The church is in me. But the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of the who. You are not a saint if you do not like gathering. Hear me carefully. You are a dysfunctional Christian if, in fact, there is some type of hatred and disgust with the corporate anointing in your heart. Watch this. You are wounded. You have been wounded by some previous pastor, some previous church, and you need to go and get healing. If you don't get healing, you will be an ineffective, uneffective believer because a believer cannot be effective without the gathering of the saints. Watch this. It is the enemy's desire to uproot you. He wants you to be offended where you not go to church. He wants you to feel like you don't need the church. You just, it's just between you and God. How? Hear me. Listen. Listen. How? How can you have an effective walk with the Lord without the church? Hear me carefully. I know a lot of people that feel like they don't need the church. And they just I have my own time with the Lord. Okay? That's good. You can have your own time with the Lord. That's a part of your walk with God. It's a part of it. Hear me carefully. You're not that strong to go years without accountability. I don't care how long you've been saved. Watch this. Mom been saved for a long time. Mama said she was working, you know, she was working overnight and so forth and, you know, that whole church thing. And she said, she said to Tori one day, she said, yeah, I've been feeling different. And then it hit her. She had been out of church. Because there's something that God does in the corporate body, in the corporate man that he does not do in your own personal time. Y'all now praying. 
Now watch this. If you've been saved a year and someone that's been saved a little longer tells you. Hear me carefully. Think about the logic, sir. If I've been saved a year, you don't have doctrine. You have an opinion. And you are entitled to that. But guess what? Unfortunately, the church is not opinion-based. We're Bible-based. I'm going to say that to you again. In the kingdom, we, don't, we are not opinion-based. It's not about how we feel. And this is the issue, sir. The issue is we are, a, we are an emotional culture. So based upon how we feel is what we feel like our doctrine is. No, sir. The, the believer, we have a Bible that we go by. Y'all not praying with me. So you, well, I, watch this. This is, what, this is what I love when we're sitting around talking in, 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 you know, group settings. People always start like, I feel. Well, I feel like if you should go to the church, you should be able to do this. Listen, sir, ma'am. Is it in the word? Your power for marriage, your power to stay, your power for being single, your power, watch this, to operate effectively on your job, your power to be a healthy whole believer, it doesn't come from how you feel, it comes from the word. Now, let's talk about this. You have to rely on feelings when you don't have information. Watch this. I feel versus this is what I've read. This is what I've studied. This is what I believe. I believe according to what information I have on the inside of me. Hear me carefully. You cannot feel anything about the church. You need to understand. You need to have information. You need to have sound doctrine. And the doctrine of Christ is this right here. Hear me carefully. He is the vine. We are the branches. It is imperative that you as a believer, you are connected. You cannot abandon the, watch this. You cannot abandon the bride of Christ. Help me. The enemy wants to uproot us, sir. This is why the enemy uses offense. This is why the enemy uses discord. This is why the enemy, watch this. This is why, this is another thing that we have to, that we're going to talk about in our DNA series. We're going to talk about a lot of things for three months. We're going to talk about how do we merge the new generation with the older generation. See, the enemy wants the, watch this, the young generation who is strong to feel as if they can outsmart the older generation, which the Bible says is the wise. Watch this. You, saw, you remember in Black Panther where y'all saw it? Did you see it? Give God a praise if you saw it. If you have not seen it, shame on you. We'll talk about that later. Watch this. This is one of the, this is the one of the, and watch this. And it took wisdom to pull this out. Bishop saw this one. He said, did you see how they honored the older generation? She was still in the, in the circle of the council. Though she had, watch this, though they had a young king. He made sure he honored ancestors. Watch this. And this is the enemy to the new church. See, all of us, listen, all of us ain't in the streets. All of us ain't out clubbing and doing haka and hookah, whatever. It's, it's both for me. Watch this. Whatever it is, all, there are some of us that are dedicated to building the kingdom of God at young ages. But here's an enemy to us. We think that we don't need wisdom. Watch this. Here's the enemy for the older generation. They're holding on, watch this, to traditions that's not necessarily relevant for a new culture. For example, evangelism has changed. 
We don't go door to door. You'll get shot. Watch this. We used to go door to door, and I used to hate it. Door to door. And it'll be all day. Knocking, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? No, no, no. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Boom. No, no, watch this. You can minister to a million people with a click of a button in less than 30 seconds than we ever ministered on the street door to door. What's this? Why am I talking about this? Because the enemy wants that bridge to be broken and separate the generations. Take you out of connection. Take you out of church. Take the older generation out of connection, out of church, so the church will not be effective. Y'all not preaching. Hear me carefully. It is, it is the heart of God that you and I are planted. Now, let's identify this. Not planted, hear me carefully, hear me carefully. It is not enough to, watch this, it is not enough to be planted to Christ and dishonor his systems. I'll explain it to you. You think that it's enough that you just have a relationship with the Lord. I have my own walk with the Lord. That is good. You should. But watch this. That does not trump, no pun intended, that does not trump, hear me carefully, connection to the house of God. Until he comes back, he needs people to take care of his bride. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. When you all got married, you had a group of people in the room that day. Helping you with your dress, helping you with your makeup, making sure you look good. You couldn't put on the dress by yourself. It was too long. It was too big. You had to, somebody had to tighten up your girdle on three. One, two, three. Pull. Watch this. Watch this. You had about four, five. People in that room. The bride had a group of people taking care of her before she walked down the aisle. Yeah, whatever. Let's let's just wrap it up and talk about the three Hebrew boys or something. The bride never prepares for wedding days alone. Okay. You and I are in the room preparing the bride for his wedding day. Thank you for tuning in to today's message by Pastor Gabriel Allen Powell. We want to connect with you. So if you have enjoyed this message, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. And never forget, it's all about God and people.